welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Amy and Mark B. Amy, what's your last initial? I don't even know. S. I'm, I think it's Ackworth Amy, but it's not. No, it's Amy S. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's right. Amy S. Mark B. Craig M. Good to have you guys today. Let's just take a moment and get centered before we actually begin. I am powerless over Chauncey. I do not know what understanding there is in these readings. I approach these readings from a place of not knowing. I open my heart to these readings. I open my heart to my fellow Tao travelers. No agenda. No hooks. Just love and openness. And as much toleration as I can muster. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So we're going to start today with a story when a hideous man, and if it is not enough, if we don't see much from that, I think we can go into the five enemies because I, they seem to work together for me. Something else, too, if you guys come across a podcast or a book that you're reading or something that you think other people that are interested in the Tao would like, let's start sharing them uh, on the on the podcast. So if you come across something, let us know about it and we'll we'll share it on the podcast. Does, does anyone have a new podcast or or a book that they're reading in the last couple of weeks, something they picked up that they would like that spoke to them? Anyone have anything? I didn't ask y'all before the podcast, but I'm just I'm just reading my big book like a good boy. <laughs> Um, no, I just, I'm, I'm kind of revolving around the the, the, um, the Jonathan Star and the Wayne Dyer, just kind of going around the, the ones that are working at the moment. I've not really come. I've come across a couple that mention Dow in the titles, but some of the titles can be a bit misleading. Um, so there's, there's nothing. I think there was there was one that we read. Um, I think there was one the Dow of sobriety, but but it was all to do with physicists and. and psychology of, of sobriety and that sort of thing. So it wasn't really Dow like so I think some of the, the titles have been a bit misleading. Um, but I'm just really revolving around the, the good old ones that you like to get your teeth in. You can always get something from it. Yeah, I've been reading some of the Zen literature that has a category is a old Zen master that I've been reading in a book study. I think what's really speaking to me too is A Course in Miracles it has a lot of related thought to what we what we talk about in the Tao, especially about the things that we see that we perceive are not the way things really are. You know, and that idea that hope and fear are both illusions. All of that is really big in A Course in Miracles. So I'm starting to study Course in Miracles more. And I have a, a Course in Miracles Google calendar that I share that's in the notes. If any of you guys want to use that and they're in the notes every week, a Course in Miracles calendar and a 
thought for the day, which is a recovery calendar, but it's got a mix of Course in Miracles and uh, Dow and, and AA, just all kinds of different daily quotes that uh, pop in once a day. So, Mark, you've been uh, listening to the Dial of Christ a good bit? Yeah, every episode. I, I really enjoy the guy. Uh, and just as a kind of an aside, he he went ahead and published all his musings on um, – he sort of took the book of John and uh, wrote it from a uh, uh, dualism perspective. Uh, and he just like well, a couple of days ago came out with, uh, with his, with his new book. And uh, I just cracked covers on it. So I'm not deep into it, but uh, uh, my understanding is uh, it was just kind of a compilation of all his prior podcasts, which I, I kind of heard them all. So I don't expect uh, a lot of new ground there, but, uh, but it's out there if you want to. Uh, I've, I've listened to him a good bit. I, I like to stay out of the politics, so I, I would like. I, I wish he wouldn't be so political, but it's what it is. It's his. It's his podcasting. Do what he wants to. You know. I liked his one. Uh, Trump as Zen master was really good. That Trump was his greatest. Yes. Teacher, you know. Uh, we talked about that before with Marla. Marla couldn't make it today. She was moving, I think, and so uh, we talked about that. that Trump was her. For a while, there was one of her greatest teachers. Yeah, Amy, you were uh, you're reading the Letting Go Pathway to Surrender. Yeah, that's good. That's real good by Hawkins. I'd recommend that for everyone. That really, uh, as a matter of fact, that's the third book I've started using with sponsees. We we work the steps, then we do the traditions, then after the traditions, we do that out of the twelve and twelve. Then we read that book. That's the third thing we do because that book really taught me about how to uh, accomplish, how to turn my will and my life over to God's care. Because if you want to know how to let go, you know, because we talk about, well, you just got to let go. Well, how the fuck do you do it? You know, how do I let go? I'm trying as hard as I can. It's like praying hard, you know, you're trying as hard as you can to let go, but I'm not letting go of anything. Yeah, that's a, that's a real good book. I'd recommend that for anyone. It's very simple. It's very easy to listen to. I'd recommend listening to it first, maybe. And uh, I love to listen to that book. The way he writes is a is an easy listen. Hey, Chris, how you doing today, sir? I'm good. How are you? Better late than never. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> good to have you. We're just starting our stories. We we're talking about different books we had read le- recently, or podcasts that had been mm-hmm. speaking to us, and. We thought if he spoke to us, that may be speaking to someone else too. So, if you think of something you'd like to share, we're just uh, we were just chatting a minute before we got started on the content. So, I was fixing to ask Amy if she would read the first story for us. Great. When a hideous man, do you have these stories, Chris? Uh, yeah. Um, in fact, I've got the book somewhere downstairs. Okay. I think okay. I'll go get it. I'll be right back. Okay. Shall I go ahead and read, or do you want me to wait? Just wait. Okay. I can I can take this part out. It's no big deal. Okay. Go ahead and chat. Yeah, the uh, energy, seeing the energy levels in the Letting Go book, that if you're on <laughs> lower and higher energy. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, uh, <laughs> so it, it kind of it bothered me a little bit, and then I was like, well, this whole thing is about letting go. So I was like, let me just set that aside. 
um, because there are like practical applications for some of the really good stuff that's in there. Um, so I just kind of, okay. Uh, and, and, but that's kind of what I wanted to talk with you and Amy about, uh, at some point, if we could, uh, just to see, okay, uh, was there something there that I'm missing or, or do I kind of have the whole woo thing right? Which I mean, but you know, it is what it is. And I, I'm not judging. Uh, well, okay. I'm judging a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what it is, Mark, is that, that your body reacts to the level of consciousness that you're on. And when you feed yourself negativity, it lessens your energy. Craig knows this from uh, Tai Chi. Is that right, Craig? Taekwondo, yeah. Taekwondo, yeah. But it's, it's also it's also what the saying as well as well as the, the, the two the two energy levels. Your energy level will go to somebody of the same energy level. So if you're kind of in a negative mood, so like if, if you're kind of like angry, upset, or just in one of those low vibrant frequencies, you'll attract somebody in the exact same vibrational frequencies yourself you get very rarely do you get the guy that's really happy sitting at a meeting just singing singing everybody's praises and then you get the 25 year old guy that sat there saying i hate this you know i'm so miserable you'll never get the two of them sitting together they'll always they'll always repulse each other whereas you'll always get the one person that's really happy just connecting to that other person that's happy it's the same with the miserable and depressed people they'll always kind of stick together as well because the vibrational frequencies that feed off each other Kids and animals always—they they can always read um, people's moods by the, the, their um, vibrational frequency that they're, they're on. Um, that's 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 what I enjoyed learning about that sort of thing. So I always find that if I'm in more of a positive mood, then we're back, you know, kind of higher up in the scale. I do tend to slip down in, in, in the scale occasionally, but you know I think that's just natural with with anything in life. I don't think we can constantly. Aspire, well, we can always aspire to be in that top part of the frequency, but I think it's very difficult to actually live in that. I think it's, but I think awareness of, of where you actually are has been key for myself. Hey, hey, Mark, have you seen the? Thanks, Craig. Have you seen the uh, the chart on three thirty six in the Letting Go book? No, I uh, I just do it audio. Oh, okay. Well, there's a chart on three thirty six, and I will. Uh, I'll send it to you to kind of further what Craig was talking about. Um, you know, the other night after, um, after a meeting, there was a conversation with a guy that was pretty negative and, and I felt my, my demeanor, like going from yay. So super excited about recovery and I'm in a great mood. And then all of a sudden after listening to this guy, you know, bitch and moan and complain about, you know, how horrible his life was. I was just like, I was like, whoa, I've got to let this go. Peace out. I'm done, you know, and um, it's it's really cool to, to to know that I have a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can let it go or I can stay in there and I can be sucked right into that negativity. Eckhart Tolle, Eckhart Tolle does a lot of that sort of thing as well. How it's so much easier to get attracted to negative people because we will naturally, uh, our pain bodies actually enjoy that negativity. Because it's easier for us to feed off that sort of thing than it is to find positivity. There's a lot more work involved in it, whereas there's enough negative people for us to feed off in the form. The practical use of, of the letting go stuff that is in there uh, that, I, that, I, that I'm working on has, has really been paying dividends in my life. So I, I, I'm wholeheartedly behind your recommendation, buddy. 
What about Love Is Letting Go Fear? They deal with quite a lot of that as well, don't they, buddy? I'm sorry. Jampolsky's Love Is Letting Go Fear. That yeah. deals with quite a lot of that. It deals with yeah. projection. That's a it? good little book. That's a small that that might be a good step toward the letting go book because it yeah. kind of gives you a little bite size of that. It's Gerald Jampolsky. Love is letting. Love is letting, letting go, go of fear. Okay, well, let's get started. When a hideous man, you ready, Amy? When a hideous man becomes a father and a son is born to him, in the middle of the night, he trembles and lights a lamp and runs to look in anguish on that child's face to see whom he resembles. Let's just go ahead and read the five enemies, too. Let's go ahead and read it, too, if you don't mind, because I think we're going to need to read them together. The five enemies. With wood from a hundred-year-old tree, they make sacrificial vessels covered with green and yellow designs. The wood that was cut away lies unused in the ditch. If we compare the sacrificial, sacrificial vessels with the wood in the ditch, we find them to differ in appearance. One is more beautiful than the other, yet they are equal in this. Both have lost their original nature. So if you compare the robber and the respectable citizen, you find that one is, indeed, more respectable than the other. Yet they agree in this. They have both lost the original simplicity of man. I'm glad Craig's here today. I'm sure he'll have some comments on this. <laughs> well, in the first one, I've I seen a lot of fear. Hmm. I saw fear, more particularly the fact that he was getting up in the middle of the night just to check to see who the baby looked like. Um, Do you think he was wondering about what he looked like physically, or was he thinking of how, whose nature he had? My mind automatically goes to the physical. It goes, it goes to that side, uh, or just, just really to see if it's my baby. I think there's, I, I don't. I, I, I'm not seeing the guys doubting the, 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 the parentage of the, the child. If um, he matches his colour. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the, the film Life with the the um, the sheriff's daughter has a baby with one of the inmates and it doesn't turn out to, to be the same colour as her boyfriend. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what immediately came to mind when I read this, was just to see whose baby it was, but and um, yeah, I think there's a lot of fear in that just to. Who told him he was hideous? Yeah, that's, that, that, that's what I was trying to understand. He was telling himself he was hideous. He's hideous in whose eyes? Who, whose eyes is it hideous? In his in? own eyes. Yeah. Nobody told him he was hideous. He just said he was, he says, when a hideous man, I'm thinking that he's the one that thinks he's hideous. But based on whose perception? Yes. His own, right? His own perception. See, it's so interesting because I did not immediately think of physical appearance. I didn't either. Mm -hmm. I thought totally yeah. spiritual, totally like inner nature was what that's I thought. Cause, that's because you guys aren't as shallow as I am. I just thought it was because you're a guy and I'm a girl and we think on a different. <laughs> but then Buddy said, <laughs> so Buddy's like in between. I don't know. See, I even go philosophical and deep on that shit. <laughs> I th I thought I would I would 
I agree. I'm with Chris and Craig. I, I immediately thought, uh, who's, whose baby's this? <laughs> what, what did you say, Chris? Were you this with, with them? Well, I was, uh, I was over at my, uh, my sponsor's house one day and his, his wife and his daughter were out in the yard. And I said, well, your daughter sure looks like your wife. And he said, yeah, it's a good thing. She doesn't look like me. Did you get, and so that's why I, I immediately just thought of physical. Um, but uh, that, that, I don't think that's really otherwise is relevant to this, but I, I, that's what made me think of the physical part. Um, he didn't wait till the morning either. He just, yeah, he had to turn the light on. Yeah. A lot of fear, like Craig was saying. Yeah, exactly. Fear either that he looks. I mean, I don't. Go ahead. Well, like, I don't have any children, but uh, I, I would suspect that, that that for those of you that do, I mean, as soon as they were born, I mean, weren't you right there? I mean, to, you know, oh, my God, it's a, it's a new, you know, baby brought in, let me, you know, hold it, whatever, blah, 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 be right there. Uh, this guy was, you know, so much fear, and, and, and I see self-loathing there that, that uh, he's going to wait till the middle of the night uh, before before, you know. Creeping over there <laughs> with a little candle. Oh, so it's not that he came. Uh, no, the son was born in the middle of the night. And the son yeah. is born to him in, in the, the middle, middle of the night. Okay. Well, there's two ways yeah, there's of looking no at that. There's no punctuation to tell you where the sentences end. Oh. Huh. Okay. Ah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I put that punctuation in there. I put the period after the first hymn, mm -hmm. just mentally. You know. Yeah. Regardless, he's full of fear. Yeah. Well, he trembles. Yeah. Anguish. He runs. Mm -hmm. Doesn't like himself. Shame, guilt, probably of some type. Huh. Okay. It's, Anyone uh, else? Uh, it's a funny story. Um, I mean, why why wasn't he right there anyway? At, at the birth. Well, I think it depends on the time, right? I mean, now fathers and fathers mm -hmm. are given the opportunity to be right there during the whole birthing process. But I think in in ancient times or whatever time this is, maybe. The, the father is, you know, waiting in the other room. I, I don't know, but both of my children were, were born with their fathers right there. You were right there with them when they were born? I was. I was absolutely <laughs> right there. Yeah. <laughs> I would have gladly changed places, but. <laughs> I'm going to, this is a Course in Miracles uh, little lesson. It says, above all else, I want to see things differently. You see a lot of separate things about you, which really means you're not seeing at all. You either see or not. When you have seen one thing differently, you'll see all things differently. The light you will see in any of them is the same light you'll see in them all. When you say above all else, I want to see this table differently. You're making a commitment to withdraw your preconceived ideas about the table. And open your mind to what it is and what it's for. You are not defining it in past terms. 
you're asking what it is rather than telling it what it is. You're not binding its meaning to your tiny experience of tables, nor are you limiting its purpose to your little personal thoughts? You know, he was, that's what he was doing. He was looking at the child and saying, in fear, hoping the child was not like him, like it's the way I perceive it. I think as parents, we, I can speak for me, um, I immediately want better for my children mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before they're even born. Let's see how this relates to this five enemies. Okay, so we got a man that thinks he's hideous, whether he is or not. Who knows? His perception is that he's hideous, so he is hideous as far as all things concerned because he thinks he's hideous, right? Uh, I have another question about the word hideous. Do do we think it's um, physical hideousness, or do you think... It could be referring to, I immediately associate hideous with physical. I did the opposite, Chris. I did not think That's anything physical okay. at all. Huh. Well, I just looked amazing. up the word. <laughs> what look is it? Up. Yeah. It's ugly or disgusting to look at or extremely unpleasant. Okay. That's where I went was the yeah. unpleasant. unpleasant. Okay. That's where I went too. But it doesn't... Uh, it would work for either one, though, because it's his perception. Right. Right? But that's what's fooling you about this reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's 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 quite probably written, uh, if not tongue in cheek, just outright. It's supposed to be both, right? And and um, you know the the for me, can a child be born with a hideous nature? At all. I mean, when I see infants, all I see is just love, joy, you know, just acceptance and, and completely in the moment. It's not until, you know, the terrible twos that, that you see some of the ego crop up. Uh, and then, you know, they're, they're little humans at that point. But, but before then, it just seems to be nothing but, but beauty. And I, I don't see any hideousness there. You know, I was thinking though, Mark, if he is so full of fear of his child being unpleasant and mentally hideous or, you know, ever how you want to describe that, he would go and look at the child trying to see if he could figure it out when the child was still an infant. Oh, I wonder, is this child going to be like, you know, that's what I thought about immediately. Not, I did not think physically at all though, but it could, you're right. It could be either one. Huh? Hmm. And so is it there a lack of acceptance uh, on the part of the father to not embrace, you know, whatever it is that's, that's hideous in, in himself. And, and again, I don't, you know, he, uh, probably, that's probably, you know, me putting my, uh, you know, comparing my insides with everybody else's outsides. I'm looking at myself ugly because I'm, you know, I'm looking at you and, you know, you got a nice car and a beautiful wife and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm such a loser. That, that, that hideousness. Uh, but there's, there's, there should be, at least in my mind now, an acceptance of, of who I am, an embrace of who I am that, that regardless of what that, I can help somebody that the guy with the Mercedes and the guy with the beautiful wife can't help. 
right? Because I'm who I am, right? My words are going to touch somebody that, that, that their words can't, right? Well, we all have our place, you know, we're all part of this body and we all fit somewhere, you know, and, and, you know, even though I might like, you know, my hand more than the back of my kneecap, I need both, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, there, you know, I mean, we need every cell. Uh, so yeah. Uh, huh. And of course, if that child had a, had a hideous soul, it might show up in his, in the child's face. You would, you would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Five in where does he get five enemies from the story? It looks like he'd go down and list enemies within the story. And I'm not seeing, I did read a reference on this and it referenced the 12th chapter of the Tao Te Ching. And I'll, let me read this really quick and then we'll talk about the story. I think they kind of blend together. Colors blind the eye, sounds deafen the ear, flavors numb the taste, thoughts weaken the mind desires wither the heart the master observes the world but trusts his inner vision he allows things to come and go his heart is open as the sky Uh, with wood from a hundred year old tree they make sacrificial vessels covered with green and yellow designs the wood that's cut away lies unused in the ditch If we compare the sacrificial vessels with the wood in the ditch, we find that it differs in appearance. One's more beautiful than the other, yet they're equal in this. Both have lost their original nature. So if you compare the robber and the respectable citizen, you will find that one is indeed more respectable than the other. Yet they agree in this. They have both lost the original simplicity of man. So through the five enemies, of too much color, too much sound, too much flavor. Is it talking about the senses? The five yeah. senses? Yeah. Too much okay. then it talks about thoughts, like like too much color, too much, you know, too bright a light, and you can't see anything. You know, it spots your vision. Uh too much sound, too loud, and you can't hear anything. Too many flavors and you can't taste anything. Too many thoughts, and you can't think straight. That's four. Then too many desires, and it withers the heart. So, you know, and it's talking about the two extremes of this. You've got the robber and the respectable citizen. So, you know, the good and the bad both have lost their nature. And, you know, is that uh, the robber and the respectable citizen Whose opinion? Is it their own opinion or is it their, you know, yeah, the wood. Well, the wood I think they're talking about is that, you know, you make something out of the wood and uh, you've got the wood that you, you've got the, the end product and then you've got the shavings that are left over. Both are still wood. But the they're, not, they are not the original, they're not there for what they were originally Right. Um, perceived for, they were they were not they're, they're not now doing what they should be doing because we've controlled it. We've changed it. It's no longer a tree. 
what you have right. is a vessel or you have cast-offs if you, if you want to. They're both dead uh, wood. So where, where, does, where does the hideous man think he, he is on that scale? Do, do you think he's lost his, his way from the original form that he should have been? If we're if we're looking at the, if if we're not looking at the if not looking at the physical hideousness if we're, if we're looking at the, the, the spiritual side of the hideousness we're looking at both of them either one yeah. is, either is one. it maybe just is it maybe just his perception of the fact that you know I've done this maybe he's filled with guilt shame remorse so that kind of makes him feel hideous and I yeah. don't know about you How guys about the I, idea of uh, both. Uh, Fear and hope are both illusions. Mm -hmm. Both take you out of the moment. Yeah. In the same way that you've got, um, in the same way that the hideous man thinks he's hideous, in the same way that the robber and the citizen have lost their original nature, in the same way that the wood is no longer hundred-year-old pristine tree now it's just wood whether it's in a made into uh, a sacrificial vessel or whether it's the scrap it's still dead wood it's lost its nature so the hideous man has lost his nature yes the child is the original innocence yeah or it depends on where he got his hideousness from, because it took it, it took it, it took the to point out to Adam and Eve that they were naked. But regardless, he's lost his nature because he thinks he's hideous, whether he is or not. Whether he is hideous or whether he's not, he still lost his nature. Well, I think even if we're talking about physical hideousness, uh, there needs to be, or there should be, some acceptance of that. On the part of the of the man who's who embraces this hideousness, hideousness and, and can use it as uh, you know, use it to his advantage to help to help others, you know, along the way. Yeah, he can be uh, you know, bottom line, it's acceptance as things are, like the hundred year old right. tree, not having to change the tree to make it useful. You know, I still I think it's perception too because I may look at these green and yellow designs on this piece of wood and think that's hideous. Or I may look at it and think that's beautiful. You may look at it and think the opposite. So it's, it still comes back to perception for me and whose whose idea of hideousness or who, whose idea, what is it? Um, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So what is hideous and what is, but it's still interesting that the, the concept is about appearance, too, because like we said a minute ago, hideous. In this context, I did not immediately think appearance, physical appearance. Right. But then reading the five enemies, I do think of hideousness as ugliness. Physical ugly. <sighs> I think, and, and what it says, that last line in the five enemies, they have both lost the original simplicity. So the goal is not to lose the simplicity, I think. So neither, it's not saying that the robber 
or the respectable citizen, which is better. It's not saying either one is good. That they both are lost. Neither one is the better. Mm-hmm. It's just like the good and bad, just like the fear and hope. It's not better because we're down here in this pendulum swing rather than above it in a place of love and acceptance. Because the goal is to be up here in love and acceptance, not down here in the good and bad, the perception of good and bad. That's what the Course in Miracles was talking about. That when we start, we've already lost it when we start comparing. Now, I was wondering about the colors because it made specific reference to the colors mm-hmm. that we painted, green and yellow. Um, so green apparently represents abundance, renewal, growth in nature, while yellow is happy, youthful color, but uh, full of hope and positivity. It's another color that grabs your attention for the uh, for a reason that can be used to signify proportion. Well, we would say that's good, but yet it's not in this in this story. Yeah, it would appear to be good, but it's saying that it still lost its original nature. Yeah, we've cut up a tree to... We cut up a... And not any tree, a hundred-year-old tree. So it was a pristine old tree that they cut up to to make this beautiful vessel with. So it's not that the vessel wasn't beautiful. Beautiful colors. But it's making the the, uh, illustration that whether you, you know, put lipstick on the pig, it's still a pig, you know? You you color up the wood, it's still dead wood. It's still lost its original nature, you know. Come on, Craig. All right. I would, I would uh, still guess the thing if I'd make a point. Sacrificial? Mark, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Is there something to the adjective sacrificial? Yes, it's making it more important, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Sacrificial vessel, an important vessel. It still mm-hmm. lost its original nature. So, no matter how good we get or how bad we are, how important we are, how important mm-hmm. we are, we're, we're, that's still down in the uh, ego fight, which we can live above. That's what I'm seeing. This is another example of those things that we think are important aren't really important, right? And how we justify and perceive. It's back to perception again. I mean, what's the most important thing that I can do today? It's not help as many people as I can. It's just to do what's in front of me to do. It's not my job to help as many people as I can help. It's my job to do what's in front of me to do. If I tell one or none or whatever today, it's just to do what's there to do. There's no there's nothing to accomplish, right? There's no, there's no goals if you no think about agenda. it. That no agenda, right? Yeah, middle of the road, Chris. That's good. Yeah, the easier, softer way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of that kind of digs into the thirty fourth verse of the Tao. It talks about the the Tao being great. It talks about how, how great the Tao is, but the, the Tao doesn't go out and push itself to say, look at me, I'm great. It just it just is. So it's great. Yeah. It does not show greatness and is therefore truly great. 
Yeah. How does that relate back? I keep thinking about the second step with that. It's that surrender to win. It's that that idea that we, you know, what's it, how does the paradox go with that? We have to uh, die to live. Doesn't look like death is being something successful. Have to give it away to keep it. Got to give it away to keep it. Exactly. That doesn't sound like success to me. Suffer to get well. Yep. Again. I, you were thinking of the second step and I keep thinking of the 11th tradition program of attraction. Yeah. Attraction rather than promotion. Yeah. 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 It's it's funny that there's no reference really to things like ego. Um, It's, it's sort of just like uh, getting too much overstimulation is sort of what they're talking about. Or understimulation too. You know, sometimes when you're trying to hear something and you, you kind of perk up your your hearing and then all of a sudden you get a louder sound and it shocks you kind of thing. It's that middle way, Chris, that mm-hmm. I think is part of that. Yeah. We got more out of that than I thought. I didn't I didn't realize it had all that in it. Just one other thing I just thought of, and maybe we already made the point, but anyway, um, It's interesting that both the respectable citizen and the robber even paradoxically seem quite opposite, but both have lost the original simplicity of man. Mm -hmm. Uh, The 13th, Tao Te Ching. Success is as dangerous as failure. Hope is as hollow as fear. What does it mean that success is a da- as dangerous as failure? Whether you go up the ladder or down it, your position is shaky. When you stand with your two feet on the ground, you'll always keep your balance. What does it mean that hope is hollow as fear? Hope and fear are both founds. They arise from thinking of self. When we don't see the self as self, what do we have to fear? See the world as yourself. Have faith in the way things are. Love the world as yourself. Then you can care for all things. There it is, Mark. There's a service part of that. That's uh, Stephen Mitchell's ver- translation of the 13th verse. Yeah. For a long time, I had a, you know, th- this is a really good illustration of hope being as hollow as fear. Because it's saying both takes us out of the moment. With neither one of those are we present. We don't see the world as self. We don't have faith in the way things are if we're in hope or fear. And by doing that, we can learn to love the world as ourself. Then we can care for everything when we can do that because hope and fear is gone. We're not wishing things are different than they are. We're just loving what's in front of us to love. Accepting things as they are. Surrendering to what is, rather than trying to fix even it the way we want it to be. Mark? Yeah, even if you are hideous. Even if you think you're hideous. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, hey, if he was physically hideous, somebody loved him. He's got a baby there. Thought about that, too. 
<laughs> you know, there's got to be, you know, maybe he's maybe he's not hideous and he just thinks he is, you know. Perception. Have you ever known someone who thought they were unattractive when they were really very attractive? I've known people like that. I'm still thinking about the pig with lipstick on. Of course you are. And then you're thinking about what the purpose of bacon is, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all about perception. And the fact that when we, when, we, when we do not accept life as life is, life on life's terms, that's when we start looking either to make things better or worse. We start dividing. Which is back to what you were talking about, Mark, about uh, Marshall Davis. His whole deal with his podcast is about uh, that, you know, letting go of our non of our dual thinking, you know, that we think that we're different. We think that we're not connected, that we're not one and uh, moving. You know, that's the whole thing with uh, the original nature. If you look at that in that way, the tree was both the vessel and what was left over the tree would be both the robber and the respectable citizen. They're both the same. If you look at it with that Mm -hmm. example, it's like it's all being part of the same body. When we think we're different, we were losing our nature. Our perception has caused us to lose our simplicity. Yeah, that's good. Hmm. It doesn't actually say that either one is good or bad. It's it's we're bringing that judgment into into right, the, Chris. Yeah. In, in, yeah. Or or which is better or which is worse. Right. I mean, a, a robber in you know, certain parts of the culture could be cool. He could be a hero to some people. If it had been a murderer, they're talking about, that would be tougher for me to 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 say that. But you know. Um, on this level, Chris, are they aren't they talking about uh, community respect, like mm-hmm. right. uh, what what the community thinks of the person, like there's their uh, uh, their hierarchy in the community. You've got the robber that would be down here, and the respectable citizen up here, mm-hmm. you know. And this story is saying that neither is right. Neither is better or worse. Mm-hmm. That they're both wrong, if you're thinking about it in that way. And that takes me back to the eighth chapter at the end of Mitchell's translation. It says, when you are content to be simply yourself and don't compare or compete, everybody will respect you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's why when I help you, I'm helping me. That's why I feel good when I love people. Not when I hook them to love me. One of the things that I've been having a lot of thoughts about is why I have been enjoying these Zoom meetings so much. I only discovered them in um, November, I think. I was trying to figure out exactly when. And I think it's just the tremendous help I see going on in those rooms. It's just just amazing. how I see people, the whole group just really gets on helping. It's just, it sort of lifts the whole level of the, of the whole meeting. It's just amazing to me. 
Anyway, that's just no agenda, Chris. You know, there's no agenda there. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, when I say loving with hooks, you know what I mean. You know that I'm Mm -hmm. that I'm doing something for someone, wanting something in return. You know, exactly. I mean, the agenda is is to help them not drink. If if if, uh, we think they don't want to, I mean, I think pretty. It's another thing. It's pretty clear is they need to qualify themselves that they really don't want to drink before before we'll put the effort into it. That's good. Well, they show up the second night. They're a little more serious. Unless yeah. they, you know, sometimes they show up because they have to get a paper signed. But those folks don't hang around. They show up and leave. You know, you don't. Yeah. You, they, they, oh, well, I started out as a paper signer. No, no, no. Yeah. What I'm saying is the ones that are there only to get oh. the paper signed that are yeah. not there to get sober, too. You know. But if everyone gets back to the simplicity of primary purpose right so it's mm-hmm. it's another paradox by taking care of myself selfishly taking care of me i'm helping you i mean it's 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 that whole beginning and ending and is there no mm-hmm. it, what was the one we read the other day yeah the circle thing yeah every beginning there's an ending or every yes. ending there's a beginning yeah the my end is my beginning yeah mm-hmm. Well, you know, we hear in AA, we hear the uh, the mask in the airplane a good bit. You know, uh, you know, you put on your mask and then you help someone else put on theirs. But for me, that's not how it works. For me, I help you put on your mask, and I don't. I'm not concerned about mine because if I get your mask on, somehow my mask gets on, and it's not me that puts it on. That's good mm-hmm. vibrations. That goes back to the very beginning of our conversation today with the with the vibe talking about the vibrations of the energies and the yeah. surrender to win. Yep. Or the biblical you reap what you sow. The weaker I get, the stronger I become. The meek shall inherit the earth. <laughs> Let's keep it going, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but it is really about just letting go and getting out of the way as far as what we have to do let's find somebody to help and i guarantee you that your situation will get better what well what's our quote amy from uh, working with others that uh, nothing ensures immunity from drink let's close with that let's close with that quote unless someone else has something are y'all good mm-hmm. yeah, just just while amy's looking up that quote we've had an email no okay uh, um, it's from Gina H. So hello, Gina. Thanks for listening. She says, just sending love. You guys are awesome. I completely dig this podcast. Cool. So, thanks very much, Gina. We got one a couple of weeks ago. We we don't get that many. We got one from a guy in Australia not long ago. That's right, yeah. We'll have to dig that up for next week. Yeah. Um, Amy, you want to? Yep. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. It works when other activities fail. Mm-hmm. How do we go back to our find our original nature? We go help somebody. You guys, I hope you know, and that's something. Try this sometime if you're having problems in a Zoom meeting. Of, of like settling down and enjoying it. Try going around the room and opening your heart and sending love to each individual person. 
and see if you don't have a better meeting. Uh, I had a I had a sponsee that he was having problems in a business meeting, and I suggested mm-hmm. he do that. And he said it. He he messaged me after the meeting. Said, "Man, it worked. I couldn't believe it. It worked." And even in business meetings, that worked. So, okay. Plane fell apart there, but someone else thinking the way you do, put your mask on before they put on their own. Okay, Mark. <laughs> Who knows, man? All I know is my mask was on, right? But that's the same way about getting sober. All I know is I let go and it happened. I don't know how it happened. I have no idea. It certainly wasn't something I learned. It was me surrendering. It was me surrendering. So, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff, guys. Thank you. If uh, I don't talk to y'all, y'all have a great week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars, Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.